0: Welcome to Making Bank, the show for Bankless DAO by Bankless DAO, where each week we highlight a project and a personality from inside the Bankless DAO. We want to showcase the work that we do and the people who do it. This is our story as we journey to become more bankless. If you want to learn more about what it is that we do, then just keep listening. We hope you enjoy today's episode of Making Bank.
1: Hey, guys, what's up? Welcome to the project feature section of this podcast. I am your host Lion17. I'm the project manager for the Legal Guild. Uh, today we have our friend, Jenga Jojo, who's the coordinator for the IAMN project and also sort of like a DAO steward for Bankless South Asia. Uh, hi, Jenga.
0: Hey, how's it going?
1: Hi, guys. So today we are discussing his IAMN project, one of the leading projects at Bankless, uh, which helps in translations, not just at Bankless, but also they offer services uh in the whole web3 ecosystem so jenga why don't you tell us what is the project and how it was started
0: sure uh, Thanks, thanks for the quick introduction uh so a, a little bit history about the project the project started uh, back in season two uh, when the translation guild was producing uh, content every every week from the newsletters that pdao was um, shipping out right but we figured that none of uh, the newsletters that we're shipping is actually uh, generating any leadership. So <laughs> we're basically spending our bank for nothing, uh, which is why we decided hey, let's uh, get together and start uh, generating an audience for this content first. And then once the this uh, audience is here, it, it'll be easier to um, make sense as to why we are doing all these translations. So, like this, uh, with these humble beginnings in season two, we put together a proposal. And there were around 12 to 14. Uh, different languages that we're translating at the moment. So uh, everyone came together and started this proposal. The idea initially was to translate content that BDAO uh, was shipping out and then uh, generate uh, an audience for that. However, very soon we realized that not everyone is interested in like the weekly rollups or decentralized arts, because this is already for people who are deep into cryptoverse. Uh, most people that we encountered were had like no idea about crypto. So we started like uh, producing our own uh, newsletters. Now you see many notes. Uh, there, there's own newsletter content being produced, podcasts being produced, uh, YouTube videos being produced, uh, as well as uh, written content that's being produced.
1: All right, that that's a. I mean, that's a good introduction. But also, uh, can you tell us how, like a lot of what are like, I am in nodes, How are they being split into sub and like what, what's there, right? So for example, Bangladesh, South Asia has been like, has been like a, I am in uh, node or like a, I am in baby, right? <laughs> so can you tell us th- what's the relationship? How does that work? Or like, for example, with the kind of number of languages that we have, so we will have a sub for each language of
0: sorts. Yeah, that's a a good question. So initially, when we started, uh, we all decided that each language uh, gets to do their own thing because no one else can understand what's going in this language anyway. Uh, So every uh, language uh, uh, or or everyone who decided to start a node had the liberty to call it whatever it wants and decide who best be part of uh, the group of people producing it and who not and things like that, right? So initially the idea was the, these are all nodes that are not subdubs. However, as, as time progressed, we uh, noticed that more and more people uh, were interested in what we are doing. And at the same time, people needed like a space to hang out with uh, others. There they weren't like people who were necessarily willing to contribute, they just want to like talk, right, in their own language. So it, it seemed that uh, many nodes such as uh, Brazil, uh, France, Czech Republic, and now uh, the original node, which was Bankless Hindi, and then it became South Asia DAO. So all these uh, nodes sort of evolved into sub-DAOs. And then we see that uh, many other nodes are taking the same route where uh, everyone has like their own uh, Discord server. They're uh, sort of onboarding people uh, natively in their own language into crypto, into Web3, uh, into Bankless community with uh, these Discords. And, And you also like really see that Instead of people being onboarded to BDAO first and then going into IMN or sub <laughs> there are many cases where people are actually uh, brought into Subtaos first and then they go to uh, BDAO and then they become level one and so on and so forth. So yeah, it's it's a how do you say fairly decentralized system of governance uh, within within the IMN project. Each node gets to decide their own way forward. However, what we all agree on. Is we want to make the bankless message uh, go out uh, in as many languages as possible, and we want to stick uh, to like the general bankless theme, the general bankless values when we produce content or when uh, we are governing our subtext.
1: All right. So Jenga, like, is my understanding correct that right now the like your major client is only bankless uh, DAO? for like IAMN and you, you are not serving like clients at the moment uh, who are not part of Bankless or are like other DAOs?
0: Yeah, right now, uh, since uh, season two, we have uh, Bankless DAO as the main, uh, uh, main DAO that is uh, sponsoring our activities. However, uh, since uh, this season started, we have uh, come up with a structure to apply for grants, look for sponsorships uh, and, and start marketing. So, so far we have received uh, sponsorships from uh, the Polygon Grants Ecosystem. We just uh, uh, submitted our Gitcoin Grants application, it got accepted. Um, We are also looking at some other projects uh, such as uh, ZK Sync uh, Grants and uh, a lot of uh, other grants that uh, other projects are working on. So, for example, Magnus Consulting has uh, a whole work stream with people dedicated for grants, so we are collaborating with them. Uh, to, to figure out how we can benefit from all these grant applications around Web3. Uh, it also seems uh, very interesting that many other uh, DAOs are sort of going into this route. So if you uh, take a look at uh, Index Coop, which is a uh, very dear uh, DAO to Bankless DAO, you'd see that they wanted to start something similar uh, such similar to media nodes where they wanted to have content and an audience in different languages, we uh, see in many grant applications also people want uh, someone to do community management for like uh, people in a specific country or a specific uh, language background so clearly there is a, a need for something like this in the wider ecosystem however it may not be defined as well as we have in the imn project and we have like clear goals right we're not uh, yeah, how do you say producing or focusing on one protocol or, one DAO or uh, something uh, that is unique to uh, one ecosystem or one chain, right? Like what we want is the whole world to go bankless. And in order to do that, we are happy to collaborate with as many protocols and people as possible. As as long as these protocols, people, and DAOs, they all uh, sort of agree and vibe with the bankless message.
1: All right. That sounds good. Uh, all right. So Jenga, I mean, for those who are not aware, Jenga and I actually are quite involved in Bankless South Asia. So, you know, I... I i just had a like a, a question out of curiosity, right? So, I mean, when you're running an IMN node, uh, like Bankless South Asia, you are technically like the the, the steward for that DAO, uh, but you're also like IMN coordinator. So how do you balance those duties? Also, like, how do you decide like when a client comes in or, you know, like, or like anything happens, like whether, you, like, is, is it tough to juggle uh, or like, do you ever give preference to IMN over Bankless South Asia or Bankless South Asia over Ironman?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe I can uh, give you a bit of uh, history about South Asia. So originally we started with uh, the Hindi node. And then uh, as time progressed, we realized that, hey, uh, there is a need to do a lot more um, for the people around uh, South Asia. Now, South Asia is an interesting region, right? There is around uh, 1.5 to 2 billion people that live in Uh, like India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, uh, around the Middle East, and some parts of Southeast Asia. And all these people uniquely speak around 20 different languages. And they are not really spoken in any other parts of the world. You can say it is similar to Europe, where there's like 20 languages that are basically spoken there, except maybe say French, English, Spanish, uh, Portuguese that are (laughs) spoken in some of the colonies. So what we decided was, hey, this this node structure may not work for us because we know friends who speak other languages and can produce content in other languages. There, it makes no sense to have a separate Discord for all of this. So we decided, hey, why not uh, spin up a DAO and then this DAO coordinates activities within like the South, East, South Asia region and and produce this content for uh, people in in this region, right? Like that's uh, similar to how uh, <laughs> it's structured uh, in in uh, like the the government level as well. Like there's Usually, uh, a couple of governments are in and around like South Asia region that that also coordinate uh, activities uh, inside this region. So, so that's how like the original idea came about. Now we started producing content in Malayalam, which is like a language in the south of uh, India with 35 million speakers. And uh, there, there is like two, three more languages in the pipeline, and uh, we, we hopefully grow more. With regards to your question of managing responsibilities, well, right now there is a lot of work to do. As I'm in coordinator, not as much uh, in Southeast Asia because we have like what ten regular contributors and a lot of like fifty plus lurkers. Uh, so I think as as the uh, responsibility and as the number of contributors in in uh, South Asia sort of increases, uh, there may be opportunity for someone else to take take over this responsibility and uh yeah i mean i i generally think like we're <laughs> so early yeah.
1: so no, no worries uh like you do amazing work right nobody's going after that <laughs> so my only my only question you know as a contributor was that hey if we have an opportunity to apply for a grant and if that up like if that grant either can go to like bankless south asia as like a subdao or can go to, like, I am in project. So, you know, it's like you choosing between your two babies. So, <laughs> so no, it's fine. You don't have to answer that. That's okay. Uh, Jenga, can you tell us about, I mean, what are the current, uh, like, uh, major projects that you've undertaken? What's the pipeline that looks like? And what are the immediate future, uh, you know, projects that you're working on under Iman?
0: Uh, all right. So uh, we uh, started with like t- twelve to fourteen uh, languages when we began. Uh, now we have eighteen languages that are consistently producing content uh, as of like uh, today. We have uh, three or four more languages in the pipeline. So uh, our uh, main goal, as we start when we started, was to produce content in as many languages as possible, so that uh, the bankless message is available to anyone uh, who 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 wants to. Uh, uh, consume it, right? Because English is a language that that not everyone understands. So in, in light uh, with the spirit of the original idea, we, we I think have uh, gotten pretty far from initially when we started to how many nodes are operating now. Uh, then we have also started working out um, like how to do like a flow where say other DAOs need translation services. Um, currently we are in talks with the Ethereum Foundation on uh, doing like regular translations for them. Uh, then uh, we are also in talks with like some other DAOs that are collaborating with the uh, Bankless DAO uh, via DAO relationships or uh, sponsorships projects. Uh, independently many nodes go after uh, uh, businesses or DAOs that are uh, native to their language or their reality. So Bankless Brazil co- cooperates with NFT projects that are like Brazilian uh, in, in uh, the Chinese node. They co- collaborate with other influencers who are like famous. Uh, in in uh, within the Chinese audience, but have no, no reach like globally. So, so we have started seeing uh, many of these uh, sub taus sort of expand into their own uh, markets and uh, sort of start, starting to uh, capture attention and and revenue there. Uh, and finally, in in the future, like uh, <laughs> it's it's hard to of course uh, predict what uh, the future might be. However, like what we dream about is having uh, all these different sub DAOs uh, in, in different languages. And then the IMN project, which originally started as a place to produce content, is now become more of an incubator for sub DAOs in uh, different languages. So it's like a multilingual sub DAO incubator, uh, <laughs> we can call it that way. And, and I hope, like each of these subdows, like attain like this Dunbar number of 150 contributors, and maybe they even splinter out into more subdows in the future. Uh, yeah, and and I hope, like we play a key role in onboarding the next billion people.
1: Wow, that was a very nice answer. <laughs> uh, so, also Jenga, I had one question. Right, I mean, what I've noticed is that uh, many in Notes pay like considerably less. Uh, Uh, for the same work that if people were doing in the Bankless DAO. So for example, uh, like same work in Bankless South Asia happens if the lot less resources that happens in Bankless DAO. So why is that? Like, why do you think uh, there's an issue issue with budgeting, funding? Like, why is that?
0: Well, uh... (laughs) this is a deeper issue within the DAO around this uh, thousand bank per hour compensation, right? So we don't structure the project based on how many hours people have worked uh, for the project. We uh, measure its success based on uh, the KPIs uh, that each node has produced. So if the node produces a a final output, which is say a video or a newsletter, then we pay them. We don't pay them for the number of hours that someone has uh, put in to this. And this is different from the rest of the DAO where... The general practice is to say hey these are the number of hours uh, we have worked on something and then uh, hey here is the, the compensation that uh, we expect now if we were to ask uh, the same <laughs> compensation as everyone else which is like thousand bank per hour <laughs> at the current rate we I projected that our ask would be something around 10 to 15 million bank <laughs> which is like 75 percent of the budget for the last season <laughs> yeah, yeah, <got> it. <laughs> so it's it's uh, like i think generally for, for bankless out this thousand bank an hour uh, payment scheme is not the proper way to do things because it just incentivizes people to to work similarly how they work as consultants right like consultants are infamous for just piling up, billing hours, billing hours on top and extending the project as much as possible because their incentive is not to deliver you the project. Their incentive is to increase the billable hours that they can get you. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe it, it makes uh, more sense to have more projects that are KPI driven as opposed to like things of uh, projects where they're hour driven.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you somewhat, but I also disagree with you, right? I mean, for example, there are a few people who work, I mean, who are putting in, working with you know bankless DAO full-time and actually make a living out of it so yeah it becomes a little hard for them to get work done with like especially with the bank price and everything I mean how will they support themselves but I think that's a larger discussion you know I mean let's stick to <laughs> IMN so yeah that, that's actually a good answer uh, because you're right right because I have seen some of the deliverables with bankless South Asia so if if we were to do at the same cost as I mean like the bankless DAO yeah we would probably be asking for like a million banks or something so yeah, I mean it's it's actually pretty uh nice and pretty you know benevolent of the people who are doing such projects and actually are like are believers in, at Bankless that you know they are willing to work for less uh I mean compensation right now because they actually believe in the project that it 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 is going to pay out uh like you know pay off big in the future so yeah kudos to that um Jenga any any action items that you have regarding Ironman project? Uh,
0: definitely so if. Uh, there is someone listening and uh, there's a language node that you see that, hey, I speak this language and I'm good in this language, but uh, there's no node for it, please uh, DM me or join the IMN server or hop in and say, hey, I want to start a node. We will help you as best as possible to get you started. Um, Two, if you speak another language and you see that, hey, there's already a node there and if you want to contribute, please (laughs) DM me or join uh, the IMN server we will help you get placed and onboarded into one of the nodes. Um, if uh, you uh, want to contribute to the IMN project as a whole, uh, one, we are looking for more grants and sponsorships from other DAOs, uh, and B, we are also looking for people who can generally help us in things that we don't know <laughs> where we need help. So, for example, uh, yesterday we were talking about like how to build community within these sub-DAOs and what are the best strategies and... Uh, uh, we we don't have a lot of experience in these things so i'm sure there's a lot of uh, scope for contribution it's it's not only translations that we do which is like maybe a small part of of what we do so yeah i, I encourage uh, anyone to just like hop in the channel dm me talk to us and we'll get you uh, help you get started
1: All right, that's nice. I think, in terms of the project feature, the main aspect we are done. So, but I will, I have uh, one or two questions more. And obviously, (laughs) the podcast editor can decide whether they want to keep it or not. So, if you're listening to this, then, you know, yeah, uh, this section made it. So, uh, Jenga, can I ask one or two more questions about backlist in general? Yeah, go on yeah so i just wanted to ask what has been your like experience like uh, like has it changed in the past one month or two as compared to what 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 it was in like probably october november as compared to you know what it is today and like and why why do you think you see those changes
0: yeah that's a that's a very good question um well, I think uh, at least in my experience, what I've seen is that there's been a lot of people who started back in uh, October or before that, that have now become uh, level two contributors and they actually know and understand how to work in Daos. So now these types of people uh, who, who know and actually understand what's going on have started coming together uh, and like started farming projects with, which does not require any funding from the grants committee. Uh, one of these projects is Dao Heat and Dao Beats, uh, another one that I'm a part of. Uh, so, so this is very interesting, right? Like, so in a DAO, like usually you start, uh, you you receive some bank for taking some notes or uh, tips from people, and over time you you learn how to how to DAO. You learn how to push proposals forward. You know how to collaborate with other people who 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 have like funny discord names. Uh, and and w- once you learn that it, it is possible to like actually how to doubt uh, another thing that i noticed uh, is that when uh, th- there's no like recruitment uh, timeline let's say we're recruiting all the time but there are so many people that always like uh, you you see new people like uh, in many of the channels and and what this doubt thing does it's it sort of uh, filters out people that are missionaries versus those that are mercenaries uh, the mercenaries are here to farm bank, uh, take uh, as much value out of the system as possible, and move on to the next DAO. And then the missionaries are those are who who like actually believe in the long term uh, vision of this DAO of the of bankless in general, and are are ones who are like, yeah, okay, the bank and the money and everything will follow. Let me just like be here and and figure out like how can I achieve you know, of uh, getting the next one billion people forward. And, and and it seems that there are more people uh, who have passed like this threshold of uh, between mercenary and missionary uh so so they have tilted from being a mercenary to being a missionary or or like the past few months and I think that's super cool
1: ah that's a that's a nice description right so I mean, I also am coordinating another project, right? And what I've noticed is that, so I've noticed very, like, two observations, right? I mean, I think we should discuss this in the project feature segment because that's, like, important for people to know. Like, every guild or every project has only, like, a couple of active contributors because they're the ones who are willing to stick it out uh, when, like, uh, you know, things go haywire or, like, when the price is up or down. And when that happens is that, you know, the problem is that, they are actually the ones working everywhere so they're usually overcommitted, and that's why working in dows like and getting projects done become slightly hard because i mean yeah deadlines just go out of the window like people mostly get things done but you know because there is no uh you know consequences of you know not having like a proper deadline uh yeah people people tend to you know delay things so and especially with the bank price going down you know i've noticed that contributor interest and has gone down because like, for example, legal guild, right? I mean, I've been here since uh, August, September, I think, and I, I have been making notes as well. So I remember I used to write down the name of participants uh, in the notion and there used to be just four five of them. Uh, and I remember in December, January we peaked, you know, we used to have 25, 30 participants in one of our meetings. Uh, but again, now that's down to, you know, 10, 12. So how do you think, like, as a project manager, as a project coordinator, how do I manage that? Like, what are your tips?
0: Yeah, that's a that's a very good observation. I would say, uh, <laughs> and and it's it sort of maybe uh, uh, follows what I was talking about earlier between merc- mercenaries and missionaries. Right, like the mercenaries will go away when the pro- price drops. The mercenaries will come back when the price goes up. Right, <laughs> the missionaries will stay no matter the price. Now, uh, I think, in my opinion, the uh, way to go for not just any project manager, but anyone who is uh, who wants to have healthy DAO is to bring more and more people into like the core, the core uh, where we call them level two contributors, right? And and it's not just like hey have a have a poll and get like a couple of people to approve that poll and now this is a level two contributor. No, no, no. It, it's it's proper uh, in the way that say hey everyone starts from the extremities when they join a DAO. Like they're they don't know like what is going on and they see like a. High level, maybe not even high level, but very outside view of what is going on. But as they contribute more and more, and hey, if you tip them, uh, you compensate them, you mentor them. As as this happens, you see that this contributor starts becoming like level one is contributing more and more, and then becomes level two. And then more very likely, if someone has become level two, this this person is very likely to continue uh, performing no matter like the bank price. So I think like that's the, if, if you, if you want to imagine it in this way, like the sun is the center of the solar system and it has, it is like the most uh, gravitationally dense thing in the solar system. It is able to attract like comets, asteroids, and all these other things from really far away into the core, right? So th- that is how I see level two contributors uh, and cores to be, right? It is like the gravitational center of just pulling people inside and making them sort of like converting them from mercenaries yeah. to missionaries.
1: Thank you, Jenga. I think we had an amazing, uh, you know, uh, episode and thanks a lot for joining. Thank you for listening to today's segment of making bank. If you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe
0: button, turn on notifications, and give us a rating on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you
1: later this week on another segment of Making Bank.